Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. What lifts you up? The answer to that simple question may reveal to each of us what we value. That puts a different spin on the question, doesn't it? So what lifts you up when you're troubled, distressed, or suffering? Today on Drawing Near, we learn what lifted Paul and Silas' spirits during a time of suffering. So let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and study Another's Faith Brings Comfort. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the comfort that we have in Jesus Christ. We are comforted in our sin and in our struggles, especially in the knowledge that Jesus paid it all, that he died on the cross, paid for our sins, resurrected from the dead, and through faith in him, we have the comfort, the assurance of forgiveness of sin and eternal life with you. Father, we thank you for your many great and precious promises, the hope that we have in you. And Father, we ask now that you would help us to study your word in such a way that we may first honor you and glorify you as a result of our study and our growing and our living. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's start by reading 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 6. Paul writes, But now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always have good remembrance of us, greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you, Therefore, brethren, in all our affliction and distress, we are comforted concerning you by your faith. For now we live if you stand fast in the Lord. Paul has sent Timothy to Thessalonica to find out how they're doing, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to give them news of Paul and Silas and Timothy and what's been going on, and to learn how they're prospering or maturing in the faith. And now Timothy has returned And the result of Timothy's coming back and giving a report to Paul brings about the occasion for this letter. And so Timothy has come from Thessalonica to Paul, and we're told in verse 6, he has brought Paul and Silas good news of your faith and love. The words good news there is the same as the gospel. The gospel is good news, but this is good news as well. The church at Thessalonica continued to grow. And they were growing in their faith toward the Lord, living out that faith. They had trusted in the Lord, what they learned from the Lord, they believed. And then they lived out that faith. And they were living out the love of Christ among one another and among their communities. That's what we all should do. One of the things people ought to say about us is that there's good news regarding our faith and our love. We are visibly growing in Christ. Is that a testimony that you have? or that I have, that we are growing in our faith, that we are growing in our love, that people can visibly, demonstrably see and know that Jesus Christ is in our hearts and lives and is maturing us. He goes on and says in verse 6, and that you always have good remembrance of us, greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you. It was comforting to Paul and encouraging to Paul that the Thessalonians loved him and longed to see him, that they had good feelings and good thoughts about them, that they hadn't forgotten them, 
That's important. None of us want to be forgotten. None of us want to be just cast aside. We don't want to be here today and gone tomorrow, out of sight, out of mind. We don't want that. And Paul was gauging somehow his effect or the work of the gospel's effect on these people by the way they remembered them. Did they remember us fondly? Were they encouraged by us? How do they feel? And then in verse 7, we're told, Therefore, brethren, in all our affliction and distress, we are comforted concerning you by your faith. Paul and Silas were suffering. They were engaged in a lot of affliction and distress. That's what we've seen over and over again in the first part of this letter. And in all of their affliction and distress, what brought them comfort? Well, among whatever else brought them comfort, hearing of what was going on in Thessalonica, hearing of their faith, hearing of their maturity, hearing of their love, brought comfort to them. I'd asked the question before, what comforts you? What, what encourages you when you're having difficulty? When you are encouraged by the faith and the love, the maturity and the growth of others, that reveals where your values are. You value sharing the gospel and making disciples. You value lifting people up and encouraging people. I fear that a lot of us don't really invest much effort in discipling or encouraging or helping others to grow in their faith. And when we do, when we put hours and we put sweat and we put tears and prayer into helping people grow, when they grow, we're comforted, we're encouraged, we're lifted up. In fact, that's what he says here. In verse 8, he says, For now we live if you stand fast in the Lord. The idea here isn't that they're going to live or die. This is an emotional answer, an emotional response. For now we live, for now we really live, for now we soar. Now, even in the midst of our affliction and distress, we're not bogged down by chains and torment and pressure, but rather we live. The breath is back within us. We have our vigor back. We live. If you stand fast in the Lord. It's not enough to have momentary growth. It's not enough to just have a spark in a person's spiritual life. We need to see that others, especially those we invest in, are standing fast in the Lord. What do they do when we're no longer with them? Many of us know what that experience is with our children, right? For better or for worse. How do they behave? How do they live when we no longer take care of them or when we're no longer present? or when they're out on their own as adults. We live if you stand fast in the Lord. And then in verse 9, he says, For what thanks can we render to God for you? What thanks can we give to the Lord? How can we express our gratitude to the Lord for you, for all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before God, night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith? Our gratitude is beyond words. Our gratitude is beyond expression for all the joy we have regarding you before the Lord. We have joy before the Lord and we rejoice before the Lord for your sake. Do you know that how you live can cause other people to worship God with great joy? That's an important thing to know. We don't live in isolation. How we live affects others. It encourages them 
but it can also cause them to really rejoice. And all of this is a part of how people invest in us or how we invest in others. Paul says in verse 10 that night and day they pray exceedingly that they may see the face of the Thessalonican believers. We've already talked often about their love and affection for them. This emphasizes that again. But they don't just want to see them. They want to continue the work in their lives because they're not done. They want to see them and perfect or complete what is lacking in their faith. The job's never finished, is it? There's always lack in our spiritual lives. There's always places where we are weaker or could be stronger or need to be taught more or challenged more. We need to know that. We need to know that about ourselves, but we need to know that about others. No one in this life is completely perfected. And so we need each other. We need the Word of God. We need the work of the Holy Spirit. We need the gospel message. We need the positives and the negatives of life to sharpen us, to refine us, to hone our spiritual edge. That's what Paul's talking about here. I hope we can see the value of investing in other people's lives so how they flourish encourages us. Allowing others to invest in our lives so that what is lacking may be filled in. And then rejoicing when we see other people growing in the faith and maturing in the faith, allowing that to lift us out of our distress and our struggles. And then rejoicing, worshiping the Lord because of the victory Jesus Christ is having in the lives of other people, not just in ours. This is a very outward-focused faith. That's what ours should be. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. Now, Father, somehow help us to really embrace the truth of your word, the love we are to have for you, Father, and the love we're to have for one another. Help us to be encouraging, but also help us to be encouraged. Help us to look outward when we're struggling, rather than looking inward when we're struggling. Glorify your name within us, Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.